Good morning. Welcome to Becoming a Dad podcast. I'm your host, Craig. For those who are new joining us, I have taken some time off from recording, spent some time with my family, spent some time building some content. That way I can record and bring it to you guys on a weekly basis. Got to spend some time with my kids. Got to experience a couple of new things. Some new experiences that thought would be easier but weren't. And we'll get into all of that later. But right now, it's time to start the show. Can we start the show now? Alright, so this morning we are going to be talking about the workday nighttime routine. The only reason why we're doing the nighttime routine is because that's the only part of the day that I'm home for. So, on work days, get home between 7 and 7.15. And by then, my amazing wife has already got both kids in their pajamas, fed my son his dinner, cleaned him up, gotten everything mostly organized, like the house is cleaned up, the toys are put away, if anything, maybe like his bedroom is still messy. But other than that, it's like everything's clean. The He's fed, he's in pajamas, and they're just hanging out in the living room or he's in his room playing with blocks, reading books. Uh, usually my daughter's like rolling around on the floor, doing tummy time, practicing scooting, stuff like that. I get home, greet the family, give my wife a kiss, ask them how the day was, and then usually give my wife, it's like 20 minutes-ish, about that, she'll either want to go take a shower, just go read, just take the time to maybe just, she hasn't had any water in a while, she just wants to grab a drink, call her mom, whatever, but it's just, I get to come home, give her like 20 minutes-ish, like uninterrupted her time to do pretty much whatever she wants it just depending on how the kids are I might need assistance um or if the kids are really really tired as soon as I get home and I get to see them uh they want to go lay down so get home from work greet them say hi to the kids if the kids are awake enough I get to spend time with them usually My wife has already prepped something for dinner, so she's already picked out what we're having. She's already laid everything out. It just needs to be prepared or cooked, depending on what it is. Sometimes it's already in the crock pot. Sometimes it just needs to be thrown in the oven, whatever. So at this point, either the kids are already in bed or we're putting them down for bed, and it's about... 7.45, 8 o'clock. 
my daughter sleeps in her crib in our bedroom and my son has his crib in his own room so we put them in their beds usually baby girl is asleep first uh, she likes to sleep on her side so if you take her into their uh, crib and then you like kind of hold her on her side and pat her back for just a little bit she'll fall asleep on her own and then my son uh, he'll act really tired in the living room just the other day he's like laying on the couch acting really tired we go to put him in his bed and then all of a sudden he's going crazy he's standing in his crib he's jumping back and forth he's dancing in there he's just, you would think that he's not tired at all so we let him we let him uh work out some energy as long as he's not you know crying or screaming or anything we let him be for a little while give him 20 minutes ish see if he puts himself to sleep if he doesn't we'll go in there we'll lay him back down we'll give him a pacifier we'll cover him with his blanket And then once we know that he's kind of like calmed down, we leave the room and then we reset a timer 20 minutes, see if he goes to sleep. Once the kids are in bed, we start prepping dinner if it's not already prepped. So like last night, I had taken pork chops out of the freezer. Uh before going to work and so uh, my wife and I talked on the phone we knew what we were having for dinner she prepped everything else all I needed to do was just season the pork chops and then cook them so I did that uh, kids were in bed season the pork chops cook them and then we had dinner while dinner is cooking um, if the sink is full of bottles, like the sippy bottles, uh, clean those, load those into the dishwasher. If there's nothing in the sink, then we get to prep, uh, bottles and the formula mixture that my daughter drinks. So we will prep that around eight o'clock and then prep a couple bottles, we'll fill them up, we'll stick them in the refrigerator. Just prepping ourselves for the next day. Um, if any of you are newborn parents or have infant children, you've experienced that, you know, the wake up in the middle of the night, you need to get a bottle, you need to prep a bottle, whatever it is. That's really, really annoying to do. So we prep them ahead of time. We make the special mixture. We put them in bottles, pre-measured out, ready to go. So when she does wake up in the middle of the night, which she likes to do right around like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, and then again sometime between like 3 and 4 in the morning, uh, it's easy. You just walk to the fridge, grab the bottle. It's already pre-measured. Everything's done take her to the room, change her diaper, give her the bottle, and then she goes right back to sleep. So we have a pretty good system. Uh, there was a couple of nights recently where I'm not really sure what caused it, but my son 
wakes up in the middle of the night and he's crying and he's screaming and he's acting afraid. So we go in there, <coughs> excuse me, we go in there, we try to comfort him, just basically try to like get him to calm down because he's, he's really, he's really worked up. By the time we get in there, um, you know, like we, we hear him crying on the baby monitor and we get wake up and we go in there, he's worked himself up pretty good. So it's like, we have to go in there and we have to get him to calm down and he doesn't want to be held, but he doesn't want to be, it's like he doesn't want to be held, but he doesn't want to be in his crib. He, it's really hard to explain because like he just, he's standing in his crib and he's acting terrified and like you, I'm kneeling down next to his crib and I try to like rub his back and then he, like the simplest touch makes him worse. Like it, like he screams louder. So often just get him out of his crib take him to, or, like, get him out of his crib, put him on the ground, and then we just sit on the ground with him and wait for him to finish the, the cry, whatever the cause was. It seems that, like, if we just sit and we wait patiently, he works through it, and he, he realizes, it's like, okay, he's fine, just needs to take a breath. We had to experience that a couple of times. Um, it's a very jolting feeling, jumping out of bed to, like, your baby, like, scream crying, and you're not sure why. So, that was mildly terrifying a couple of nights. Um, we also dealt with the family being sick recently, and if you've dealt with sick kids, you know that they're up all times of night, they, they're up all times of night, they are snotty, coffee, they're sometimes always sticky, and I'm not sure what it is that's always on their hands, but they always have something on their hands, so we dealt with that for a little while. And it's, like I said, like that jolting feeling, you wake up to, like, your baby scream crying and you're not sure why. I, that will get you out of bed faster than any alarm clock, any sound of an animal throwing up, any thump in the night. It... I've never gotten out of the bed into the door of my bedroom so fast than when I wake up to my child scream crying and I'm not sure why. So, uh, back to the nighttime routine. Um, after dinner, we clean up, we load bottles, dishes, silverware, everything we can into the dishwasher, and then we run it overnight. After we run the or we set the dishwasher to run, and then after that, depending on the time frame, because depending on how everything went, getting the kids down for bed and prepping bottles, everything else, uh, we either sit down and watch a TV show together, or I play video games and she reads on her Kindle, 
we spend a little bit of time doing our own thing together in the same room. And then got to walk the dog. And then after I walk the dog, we close the house down. Uh, right now it's Christmas time, so we got to turn the Christmas tree lights off. Lock, make sure the door is locked. Basically shut the house down for the night. And then after that, we... After that, we go to our room, and then once we're in our room, it's just lay down, maybe talk a little bit more about how, like, the the night was, or the day went, talk about what we want to do tomorrow, hang out just a little bit as we wind down, and then once we're there, it's pretty much bedtime. Both my wife and I like our sleep, so... We try to go to sleep sometime between like 10 and 11 and then oftentimes we get woken up by Emmy like right as we're like laying down so that way she can get fed and then once we feed her like I said she feeds she she gets a diaper change and then she goes back to sleep and she sleeps pretty well so that's our nighttime routine if you have any questions or if you have something that you want to see it's like see us try something that you think helped you guys when you guys were setting up for your nighttime routine for your infants and for your newborns your young kids let me know maybe it'll work out better than the system we have right now okay let's move on it's been a while, but we have a parents on the internet, kind of good on the parents. Just dive right in. Parents on the internet. All right, so this week for parents of the internet, we're going to... Libertyville, Chicago, or a town near Chicago called Libertyville, excuse me, a Libertyville family is suing Volkswagen for refusing to help police track their stolen car while a kidnapped two-year-old was in the backseat. Now, this story is from November 2023. Article reads, back in February, Taylor Shepard, 34, was fresh from a routine visit to the pet store and brought her dogs and her seven-year-old into the house. She was 24 weeks pregnant with baby Noah at the time. Shepard was going back to get her two-year-old from the car seat when two carjackers stormed up her driveway in a white BMW, attacked her, and ran her over. She's quoted as saying, so they ran over my entire left side of my body. There were tire tracks all over the left side of my stomach. The carjackers then took the car with the two-year-old still buckled up in the back. She said, I was just willing to do anything to get that car and my baby out. Shepard said, I think the mama bear and everybody can relate. Shepard called police and police called Volkswagen. 
Volkswagen's CarNet GPS tracking software could provide a real-time location of the car and the two-year-old, but police were told Shepard's free trial had expired and $150 was needed to help. It kind of boggled my mind, to be honest with you, said the children's father. I couldn't understand it. Police couldn't understand it either. After, as the search for the VW widened, Shepard was taken to the emergency room while being kept in the dark on the uncooperative car maker. This is an abducted two-year-old, and their response was, there is nothing, you can, nothing they can do, this was their policy, added Deputy Chief Chris Cavelli with the Lake County Sheriff's Office. I didn't even think that there would be an issue that Volkswagen would refuse to tell us where our son was, especially when it's a kidnapping and everything matters. It's life or death that we're going to get him home, says Shepard. Eventually, someone paid the Volkswagen fee, but by then, Isaiah was found in a parking lot 15 minutes away in Waukegan, walking near a highway. The family car was found shortly afterward. The thieves, nine months later, are still on the run. Isaiah and his family are still feeling the effects. Nightmares, Shepard said. So, we're all in therapy. They're also all involved in a lawsuit against Volkswagen, filed this week alleging negligence and emotional distress. Volkswagen said back in February they have a procedure for emergency requests that they have executed this process successfully in previous incidents. Unfortunately, in this instance, there was a serious breach of the process. How could you not give that information when you know what could happen to that little child, Shepard said. One month later after the incident, Volkswagen began offering complimentary CarNet safe and secure connected vehicle emergencies services for five years. To date, though, Volkswagen has never reached out to Shepard's family personally. So, good on the parents. Like, did the right thing, called the police, police called Volkswagen, attempted to get assistance. Volkswagen basically refused. I don't know if it's just poor training on their part. Or if the person didn't understand the emergency procedures that Volkswagen had put in place or that they said they had in place. I'm not really sure where the disconnect happened there. But you're talking about a two-year-old trapped in a vehicle with carjackers. It's immediately something that it's like, hey... Like, as the parents, sure, I'll pay the fine, like, I'll pay whatever, just get me the location of my vehicle now. And then later go back and be like, hey, that ain't right. I I shouldn't have to pay you for a service just to track my vehicle when my two-year-old has been abducted. So, siding with the parents on this one, absolutely think you did the right thing call the police, police call Volkswagen, Volkswagen drop the ball, I, I hope you win this lawsuit, I hope Volkswagen pays for, like, the rest of your life, you know, and, and like, I, at this point, I, I don't really want to drive one of your cars anymore, 
but I want you to pay for my cars. Like, either you're going to give me a big enough monetary value to where I don't have to worry ever again about what car I'm going to buy and what I'm going to drive and the maintenance on it. But I'm definitely, I'm never, if that was me, I would never buy a Volkswagen. I wouldn't support your company. I wouldn't pay for any of your services. No. Car would be immediately sold back to the dealer. I just can't imagine how those parents felt during that time. 15 minutes of not knowing where your kid is. And like, I don't know about all of you listeners where I live if you get 15 minutes in a car even in a remotely let's just say like rural area 15 minutes you can get a good distance I mean if you're willing to drive just a little bit over the speed limit you're willing to cut a couple people off you you can get a pretty good distance like from where I live in 15 minutes I can make it I probably make it close to like 20 miles in 15 minutes and that's not going any sort of highway you get me on the highway in a car that's not mine I could be in a different zip code by the time you finish the call with the police so I Maybe it's just not for the best that Volkswagen isn't out here, you know, letting people track their cars when their kids stuck inside it. So this one's not really this episode of potty parents on the Internet. It's not super uplifting. Not bad. I agree with the parents. I'm just shocked that something like this would even happen in the corporate world that we live in where everything's about money was like, hey, can't track your vehicle or find your son unless you pay us the $150 you owe us to restart your subscription because your free trial has ended. Doesn't make sense to me. All right, let's... uh, Let's wrap this up, yeah? Can we finish this? I'm bored. Alright, so for this week we're ending on a dad joke. What do you call a million rabbits walking backwards? A receding hairline. All right, guys, that is it for today. I know it's a day late, months late, so this episode's coming out on a Saturday. Uh, Next week, Friday, will be a new episode. I'm going back to the topic of stress and dad guilt. I recently had a great talk with my wife, and I think that is going to be part of the next episode. Not the talk itself, just the conversation that we had in general and being able to express feelings. I think it was therapeutic and I think it might help some other people. So we are going to do another 
episode on dad guilt and stress. So please come back next week, Friday. We will have a brand new episode for you guys. All right. Let's take it out.